bar none for agents and seniors is a win-win. Hmm. So that makes it very easy. So as you as time went, it just became that much more important. And I'm not gonna lie to you, it wasn't an easy jump. Right. But when I made it, I have a regret it one day. Not one day. And I, and I, I'm saying I'm planting my flag. Yeah, yeah, I know it's being recorded, so I'm saying <laughs> you can bring it back, come rewind. <laughs> Anytime you see us, I'm planting my flag. This one, man. You're all fired up. Thomas Roach, Director of Marketing with Senior Life Insurance Company. We're at the beautiful home office here in Thomasville, Georgia. And like always, we are all fired up. We have a wonderful guest, somebody I've been trying to get on the show. I've wanted on the show since they've started with the company. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Leo. Leo, how are you doing today? I'm blessed and highly favored. <laughs> Two feet above ground. Can't complain. Now, like, uh, like we were talking a little while ago, that's uh, pretty well Pretty well practiced that uh, slogan. You say that you call into the home office, and uh, a lot of uh, employees already know who they're talking to. But you say it with a lot of enthusiasm. You say it. Uh, you definitely say it like you mean it. Whenever you say that in some of your other phrases, uh, where does that come from? Comes from the inside, man. That's how I'm feeling. That's um, everything. Every slogan I say is pretty much part of me. It's not just a slogan. It's how I feel. It's, it was all part of my transformation from who I was to who I am now. And those are just words that stick with me. So my tombstone is going to have a lot of different phrases on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And Legacy, definitely our partnership with Legacy Assurance can help you do that too. So real quick plug, uh, just to kind of open up the conversation, something we were kind of talking about off camera, uh, you know, they announced the 150% first year commission. Oof. Now, what was, well, you just had an interesting story you were telling me off camera about how you found out how your how Billy your upline was was sending you like messages and wasn't telling you everything. What was that? What was going on at that time? Well, he's always here at home office, and um, you know Billy gets excited just like all the other agents, especially for us. And um, he kept hinting that there was big news, big news, big news. And then um, the news came out. He told us to uh, he texted me to go on YouTube. So mm -hmm. I went on YouTube and I watched the whole one fifty. Announcement, and yeah. I was like, "Wait, is is this right?" So I, ha I had to call Oz, and I was like, "Is this right?" So we, we just we just had to call Billy after that because um it was very exciting yeah uh, um to to really believe that a company is going to start you off first of all at a ninety mm. and you can scale all the way to one fifty in your first year where I've been in other companies and a ninety is one of those things that is like far fetched right so to see that here agents get to start a, a, at that point is amazing. I mean, I'll tell you real quick, one of the things that, that was really uh, major for me, see, I live in North, uh, North. I live in New Jersey. Right. Everything, all expenses are higher. Yeah, So definitely. if you're starting at a lower percentage, it's hard for agents mm. to just make it, to get by. Right. So when you're starting at a 90, now you, you're in a position that you don't only, that you can help your family, but also do a little more. And mm. that's what we get into insurance for. I mean, right. it's it's something that's very simple, but it's not easy. So right. now you're getting paid what you're worth, and it makes it all worth it. So, And, and part of that, with the 150 announcement, we also announced the promotion guidelines. And you talked about, like you said, you start off agency owner 90%. But to get to the next level for everybody at Senior Life is very well defined. You know exactly how much production you need to do. Yes, and as soon as you hit that production, you're, you're automatically promoted to that next level. You get that next percentage. 
How important is that for agents to know exactly what you have to do to go from 90 all the way up to 150? Well, you know where you stand. Mm. And um, as I said before, you're the main ingredient in this whole and in, in, in everything we do. So it's all on your work ethic. You don't have to go to, to your upline mentor, whatever phrase you want to use, and ask for anything. You pretty much know where you're going to land just by your own work ethic. Yeah. You, know, you know where your numbers are. The next time you get paid, you hit that ten thousand. Oh, I'm at hundred percent. It just <laughs> right. makes it real easy to know. There's, uh, you're the only person that can stand in your way. Nice, plain and simple. So it makes it very simple. There's no arguments. There's no talking. It's just go to work. So yeah. you pretty much set your standard on where you want to be, and it's all about growth. This whole business is about growth. Definitely. Uh, it's not about. It's not a one. I don't think anyone can do and can do this all by yourself. So it's it's made for you to grow. And continue to also spread on blessings to other people and let them grow as well. So I love the way it just paves it, it, it paves the the grounds for everybody, and it's simple. It's just mm. do your work, and that's it. Now you weren't always in insurance. We were talking a minute ago. You actually used to be an educator. Yes, I was in the education business for fifteen years. What does that mean, education business? Uh okay. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you know, when I first got into education, uh, it was all about helping kids, and you know. Being in education, after a while, you start to learn that it's it's pretty much just like a business. Um, you know, uh, politics are involved. You don't really have the freedom you think you do. Mm. And you learn that after a while. And I never really wanted to work for anyone, but right. I did want to help. My thing was always about serving mm -hmm. and helping children or helping people, period. And... Um, I got into insurance by complete mistake. I mean, I'm the only person I know. I, I know there's others, but right. I have two masters and three bachelors, and I'm doing insurance. I'm making more money with my insurance license than I did with all those loans I had to take out for two, my degrees. Two masters and three bachelors. Yes, sir. And th are those all education-related? Yes, sir. And you did education for how long? 15 years. And then you, do you feel like getting into insurance was a, a, a change in your life, I guess, at that point? Oh, yeah. Very positive change, though. Um, yeah. It was scary at first. Right. Um, like everybody else, um, you get used to having your salary. You know that you're getting paid the 15 or 30 if you know exactly how much you're getting. Right. Um, as a teacher, you get great benefits. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about teaching, but, you know, you get great benefits. You got a sense of security. Mm -hmm. But... Another thing I noticed is that no matter how much I looked around, including myself, I always had more than one job. So mm, if, okay. if that's your career, you're making six figures, and after you know, you give taxes and everything, right. you're still looking for another job just to live a certain lifestyle, you start thinking. It starts opening your mind. And then I see teachers that as they get closer to retirement, right. they're changing the way they live. So in the middle of, the, uh, in the middle of your career... You start doing well, you get a Mercedes-Benz, right? Okay. And then when you're near retirement, you switch that Mercedes-Benz to a Toyota Corolla. That's a problem. Mm. <laughs> that's oh. a downsizing. Right, right, you know, right. That's not what I wanted to do. I did not see myself wanting to ever do that. If anything, I always wanted greater, and I felt I could do better. So right. I ended up in insurance. What do you say to anybody? Like uh, a lot of teachers, uh, you know, that are making, uh, you know, salaries that they wish were higher, um, people who are at different jobs and careers where they don't have a very high income. A lot of people in this country live check to check. Mm -hmm. People who have jobs realistically, statistically live check to check. There is a small amount of investment whenever you start as an agent. 
And there's always that fear, like you were saying, you're not on a salary anymore. The pay's not guaranteed at that point. So that's going to make a lot of people fearful. But you've been in that position before as an educator. You said you had all those student loans for all the degrees. Mm -hmm. So you had a considerable amount of debt. So you 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 understand that perspective, Absolutely. and you were able to get over that. But what do you say to somebody who might be very fearful of taking that leap into insurance, into this career, whenever they have so much that they feel is is a, is a big risk? Well, the greater the risk, the greater the reward. Absolutely, um, that's number one. Number two, fear is a liar. Um, okay. <laughs> those, those are the things that keep you. Those are boundaries within your mind. Right. What I can tell you about. The insurance business for myself is that everything I do in this business, I relate it to life. Okay. Um, I always tell people this is not my career. This is not my job. This is my lifestyle. Okay. So everything I'm able to learn from the personal development to the strategies I use to talk to seniors mm -hmm. or to recruit right. is not something I don't have to practice a script. Right. Because it's part of who I am, just like my phrases. It's just a way of life for me. Uh -huh. So um, I would tell them that in order to do something big, you have to take a great risk. And I mean, look at what this pandemic, what has occurred to a lot of people that have jobs, all that security, where is it? Yeah, a lot of people. We're in a yeah. recession-proof business. Yeah. We do the one thing, we have the one thing that everyone, regardless what age, we, we service seniors, mm -hmm. but everyone needs what we have. Why? Because everyone's here temporarily and yep. everyone's going to pass away. So we want to make sure that the families are, are set up for that. And uh, what better what better position can you be in, in a job, career, or lifestyle to do that? Right. When do you come to that realization, though? Because if you're an educator for so many years in education and then you get into insurance and you take that leap, do you know all this? Does somebody teach you this in the beginning? What is it that makes you realize all the things that you just said, because that to me sounds like something somebody seasoned would say. <laughs> Take it back to year one when you're taking that risk. Did you already know that? Did somebody teach you that? Did you just have a gut feeling? What was it for Leo during that career transition? Well, I knew I had to make a change if I wanted to, to do something big for myself. I always had, um, like, I, I used to do video production as well on the side. Mm -hmm. I always felt like I had to do something. I wanted my own business. Right. When, in, when insurance was introduced to me, it was introduced to me with be your own boss. Okay. So okay. That, was a, that was one of the things that was introduced to me. Um, and then the next thing was you work at your own time. Um, you know, you give up You give up some time at the beginning to get more time at the end. So little things like that came across. And then through life, through while doing it, one, I saw the difference I made in some families' lives when someone did pass away because I yeah. actually suffered a death claim. And then you start to get hit with the realization that it's the truth. Everyone's going to die. Right. And then I also, uh, about two and a half years ago, had to bury my brother. And when I say mm. bury, see, I, I, I talk um, about the story a lot. I, I ask people, have you ever buried someone? And people are like, yeah, they buried them. But to them, their definition is different than mine. When I say I buried someone, I mean it came out of my pocket. Right. Like I paid for it. Right. I organized it. I planned it. I didn't get to shed tears for my brother's death until six months after he died. He died December and I, my first tears and breakdown was in June. Why? Why that six months did it for you? Because I was too busy planning. I mm. never got to grieve. Mm. So um, after suffering that um, and understanding what happened to me, I'm able to relate to our clients. Like, I'm able to tell them 
what's the importance of what we do and what they're going to be able to save their families from going through. Mm. Because death affects people differently. You know, right. and yeah. at that point, you don't know how it's going to affect you. And it also depends who passes away or how they pass away. There's yeah. so many different ingredients into that. Right. But after I went through it, I can easily relate to them and paint the picture of this is what's going to happen when you're gone if you don't have something to help your family. This mm. is to relieve a burden. Right. So it's through all that, through the time of seeing how it's helped people and then also burying loved ones or people that don't have it. Right. You pretty much one plus one equals two. It makes it very easy to elaborate and extend. And, and, and my mind expands as to how important it is what we do. I think I've, I think the question I'm about to ask, I already know the answer to. But where do you get the bigger thrill, the, the income opportunity with this or helping families? Helping families. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, you know, you talk to a lot of insurance agents and I feel they're always going to say that <laughs> because right. uh, it's okay. the right, it's the political answer. Right. But I really feel that I get more gratification out of helping people than the paycheck. Um, at, at first, see, I always tell people that, you know, people come to us or agents come to us to the, you know, three different ways. Ready, They're ready to go. Mm-hmm. They either come to us um, broken or broke, sometimes both. Uh, okay. So, um, with all that being said, at the beginning, money is important because right. you got to take care of yourself yeah. and take care of your family. But once you establish yourself and you start seeing what you do for our clients, money is a byproduct. Hmm. It, it becomes to a point that that's not even what you're looking at. You right. actually wake up to the alarm in your head saying, I got to go help somebody. Right. And that's the position I'm in as, as of this point. But there was a point in time that I obviously wanted to outgrow my teaching contract in order to be able to do this full time. Okay. So I was doing it part-time. I had no life. <laughs> I was doing two <laughs> full-time jobs. Right. And then I had to find a way to really pick it up a notch to be able to, you know, take over that paycheck that I was getting out of school. Yeah. And that security. And with the residual income, that just that just makes it a blessing. Absolutely. So Absolutely. You up. So how, how so what because you get into final expense, you said what was it, like four years ago, mm-hmm. right? So and how long have you been in insurance altogether? Seven is going to be my eighth year. So half the time for final expense. What do you? What kind of insurance? What are you doing the other half of the time? I was doing everything. Okay. I was introduced to a company that does pretty much everything. So okay, I gotcha. learned IULs. I learned uh, term. I learned, and I actually just what I did with that business where I was there is I did really well. Um, but they don't have leads like we have here. They don't have any leads. Period. <laughs> right, there was right. no leads. So I became good at pretty much just talking. And being able to understand and just talk to people about what I did, a walking, yeah. talking billboard. Right. So that's the way I was able to survive there. And then I was introduced to lead systems. And I didn't even know what a lead was. But they told me and they gave me leads and I went to work. And next thing you know, I was understanding that, you know, a lead is telling me where to go instead of me looking where to go. And now I have direction. Mm. So it made everything easier. And then I ended up here and I've... This is it. This is where I'm planting my flag. This is it right here? This is it. Tell me about the lead program because that's one thing. A lot of We get a lot of agents sometimes that are from different companies that don't have any kind of program or they you know, have a ton of different kinds of insurance and different products. You know, We're a final expense company. That's what we uh, have. That's our products. That's who we are. But some people think, oh, well, they have 30 different kinds of products and this is better because of that or whatever. And from your point of view, somebody who's been on both sides, like what does that mean to, to have something that's the one product, everything's simplified in that sense? How important is that to somebody, especially who is not doing that right now? I love that 
And final expense, especially here, we just use the KISS system. Is keep it simple. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of flip this on you. Okay. Who makes more money, a general practitioner or a surgeon? Well, definitely the surgeon. Okay. Yeah. Who you think works more and harder, a general practitioner or a surgeon? Uh, I don't know, the general practitioner. The general practitioner works a lot more, yeah. works a lot longer hours, right. gets paid a lot less. Right. We're specialists. Exactly. Why would I want to be a, a general <laughs> practitioner? I want to work less, make more money, help more people with something that's more important. So Once again, that sounds like a seasoned answer. Did you know that going in? I knew that going in. You knew that going in. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that comes from education. Um, okay. I used to be, uh, when I first started, I taught every subject. Every subject. Every subject. Everything. So I taught eight periods. It was just every subject, same classroom, same kids, 40 kids. That's how I started. Then... Um, I got thrown into just teaching math. Okay. And then I was just teaching science. Um, and I realized that I enjoyed it more when I was teaching one subject. Right. And kids, it was a different rotation of people. But I was doing one thing. Uh, so okay. my lesson plans are different. <laughs> right. Um, I just had to plan one thing and just teach it differently, be who I am. And I felt better doing it than having to switch it up so much. I felt like I was juggling. And then when I got into um, being a supervisor, it was one department, one mm -hmm. department. So much easier to just talk to this group of teachers for right. this much amount doing this thing. And right. It makes it easier. So I always realized that doing one thing and doing it very well makes okay. a big difference. <laughs> right, right. So what kind of explain like to me because I don't I don't know your full story on how you came on board. How did you hear about senior life? Uh, well, how did you hear about us first? I guess that's the first question. Wow, um, this, this is like a two part answer. Okay. Once, um, I was actually talking to Oz when we were talking about a situation, and he tried to pitch me because <laughs> he already made the move here. Okay. And I was like, no, thank you. Like, <laughs> like, I'm good where I'm at. I'm right. actually doing very well. And I'm the type of person that when I put my head down, I put the blinders on. I was I was really well trained that way that if you just stay focused, everything else just bounces off of you. You just really got to stay focused in order to go after what you want. Right. So um, I stay goal-oriented. Now... I'm going to tell you what made the difference. Okay. Um, my mom got diagnosed with uh, kidney failure. Right. I got to a situation right now where I'm currently about to donate my kidney to my mom. Right. Um, in the upcoming weeks, actually. And um, it was supposed to happen around when the pandemic started. Okay. So this, this is already a long time going already. Right. right? So during that time, I was starting to... Uh, see that there was a move. My mom lives in New York City, four flights of stairs. Mm. My mom can't walk and chew gum at the same time because she can't breathe. Right. Um, so through conversations where we knew that eventually there's got to be a move. So I was, um, I'm in the process, me and her talking, and we want to move south. You know, things are slower. Like a, a, a physical, a physical uproot move. move. Yeah. Okay. Not, and we've, the only place I've ever moved from is from New York to New Jersey. Right. And then she went back to New York. I stayed in New Jersey. So now it's like, we have to move. So I'm giving you the whole story. We have to move. Um, pandemic hit. Right. What the pandemic did for everyone is it put the world on pause. Yeah. Now you're talking to a guy that's always on the go. Yeah. A lot of energy. Running, a lot of energy, <laughs> not afraid to keep working. Nobody has to tell me to go to work, punch in, punch out. I love, to, I love what I do. Right. And you're telling me I have to stop doing what I'm right. doing. Right. <laughs> okay, so what right. now? If the body can't move, the mind starts to. So you okay. start thinking. And I started putting puzzles together. And um, 
surprisingly, I uh, started looking at uh, senior life because it was one of the options of where I was moving, which is south. I'm thinking about moving towards Florida, anywhere in this area. Right. Because the temperature, my mom can't deal with snow. Once we do this whole kidney transplant, right. life has to slow down. So where I was at, transferring was not exactly easy. Okay. Um, so for everybody, there's something different that attracts you to senior life, right? Right. Um, so one of the major things that really attracted me is that I can grow my business anywhere. And yeah. I originally where I went, where I was at, I was going to move somewhere because I already had my papers to teach in North Carolina. Lo and behold, I can't go there. So I felt sort of trapped, but I let that go because mm. that was just, I didn't have a reason to move, but now right. I have a reason. Right. See, when my brother passed, I have one other brother and it's just really, I'm the one that takes care of my mom. I got you. So my uncle helps me, but it's basically me on, on that end. So got to uproot. So it, it made it that much more important for me to see, take a deeper look into senior life. Okay. Uh, so at first it was that that attracted me. Then I started to really look at it and stock options. Stock options means ownership. Yeah, owning part of the company. I could. Uh, I have a voice. You right. ever heard my voice? <laughs> yes. Now I have power to use my voice. <laughs> right. Man, listen. Between that and then, I started looking deeper. So I looked deeper. The compensation was great. Mm -hmm. Then it's even better now. Right. Compensation made sense. See, I was taught that contracts don't make a difference. That's what. The, that's what was said. They to said me. contracts don't make a difference. Contracts mean nothing. Mean nothing. All that. that I, I was told that many times. Right. Uh, where, where's the camera? <laughs> Contracts make a difference. Uh. <laughs> so I just want to put that out there because the paycheck makes a difference. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's just so true. And then with the compensation, ownership of your business, they give you true ownership. Leads, leads, I feel like we're getting them at cost mm -hmm. because after getting the leads here, I feel like I was overpaying. So oh, wow. at, at other places. So right. you're getting leads, great quality leads. I love the mailers, by the way. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I'm gonna say it. I love the mailers. I mean, they're real <laughs> physical mail. People sign on them, they love it, they know that I'm coming. Oh man. So the we have an, another source of leads, Facebook. I never knew about Facebook leads. Right. That wasn't something I was ever used to. I was used to TV mailers. That's it. Now right. I have Facebook leads. So it's just it's a whole package. Mm -hmm. Now, let's put all that aside. That's all about us, right? Right. That's about the agent. Now, let's talk about what we do for the clients. Legacy? Right. I mean, really? Right. <laughs> that exists? <laughs> I wish my brother had legacy. I paid 14 grand to bury my brother. I just finished paying in June. After, two years after he died, I paid $4,000 for just his headstone. Wow. That means here, you got a high-quality casket. Yep a headstone, and a vault for less than what I pay for just a headstone. Yeah. So just imagine what you're doing for these families that have actually buried people and look at the pandemic we're living in, how many people are being buried every day. Every day, yeah. So you look at all that, I bar none feel we have the best total package plan. Bar none for agents and seniors is a win-win. Hmm. So you that makes it very easy. So as you as time went, it just became that much more important. and. I'm not going to lie to you, it wasn't an easy jump. Right. But when I made it, I haven't regretted one day. Not one day. Not, not, I'm saying I'm planting my flag. Yeah. yeah. I know it's being recorded, so I'm saying <laughs> you can bring it back, come rewind. <laughs> Anytime you see it, I'm planting my flag. That's where I'm at. So with your situation with your mother, mm -hmm. and so you're going to be donating a kidney to her. 
Yes, sir. And that is something that you're kind of working on right now. I know you and I spoke uh, maybe about a month ago. Um, so what's, what's, what's going on with that? What's That'll give her a second chance at life. To me, um, my mom gave me life. Right. And very few times do we have, as children have the opportunity to give it back. Not, not just give back as in, oh, I'm going to become a doctor. and get, I'm able to give her a chance at living life again differently. Yeah. Instead of being going to dialysis three times a week. My mom has gone through so many surgeries where they had to fix the, I believe it's like a catheter. She has an arm. It's really hard for her. And it's like I see what I'm going to be able to help her with. And that makes me happy. A lot of people have told me, aren't you nervous about your lifestyle? I lost 117 pounds. I'm all right. You lost 117 pounds. Yeah, so I'm good. Okay. (laughs) My mom told me I had to put myself in the front side of the shelf, so I had to. (laughs) (laughs) With that, so is her plan for y'all to to eventually move after all this kind of clears up? As soon as as um, the healing process is over, she has to, um, we're definitely going to move. Um, everything has to be moved to her so she can actually see her doctors over here or okay. wherever we go. We're looking at a few places, like I said, south between here and Florida. Where in New York does she live with Borough? Washington Heights. Washington Heights. Manhattan. So uh, a lot of people that I know that are older that are from New York, they have a hard time leaving. Does your mother have, is she having a hard time with that? She was there too many years, man. She was there through the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. She, she's seen it all. And yeah. She's been in the same place. And St. Nick, anybody that knows anything about Washington Heights, right. everybody knows where St. Nick is. I mean, she's seen movies shot right in front of her house. You know? Oh, wow. So it's, and, and she's used to the noise. Like um, Yes. That just listening to the, I mean, the firehouse is down the block. There's a fire every day, I think. Uh, <laughs> between that, the buses, the the, the horns, like it's yeah. just something about once you're in that, it's, it's hard to come home and hear crickets. Uh, yeah. So, but, you know, the one thing that she is not going to miss is the brutal cold because yeah. her bones can't take it. Right. And she can't breathe. Right. So you have to put things into perspective. And, um, you know, we have, uh, she has close friends in Florida, so that's why Florida seems to be the place. Personally, the one thing I love about senior life that I can well constantly say is I can move anywhere. You can move anywhere. <laughs> There's no restrictions. Yeah. So with the recovery time, you're going to be helping your mother out. You're going to be giving her a kidney. Mm-hmm. She's going to have to have time to recover. In this business, something you touched on kind of briefly, uh, residual income. How important is residual income because I, I've never donated a kidney. I don't know how long of a recovery that is. I feel like it's not overnight. <laughs> never done it either, but I'll let you know. Right. I'll keep you posted. Right. <laughs> but it's it's going to take some time to recover from something like that. Yeah. So I guess that's a two-part question. One, how important is residual income during a time like this? Uh, very important. Yeah. See, um, the residual income that I've, ba- I've built here in such a short time yeah. is it's going to help just with my basic necessities and bills and everything. And you know what? I'm not even banking on the residual income. Because okay. granted, um, I'm a lead runner. I love to be out there on the field knocking right. on the doors. Right. <laughs> but what's so great about here is that, and I should say here, I should say what's so great about senior life and the system that's created here is that this thing right here. Yeah. I could be in bed. How you doing, Ms. Johnson? Yes. Yeah. My name is Leo Garcia. I'm here to help you, mm-hmm. and I could keep going to work. I don't have to get in my car. As long as I'm coherent and I can speak right. and I know what I'm doing, 
All I need is this. I told. I always told my mom, "This is gonna make me a million dollars." I feel like maybe you were on the phone a lot before insurance, and that's why she probably didn't like you on the phone as much. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Now I have a reason to be on the phone. <laughs> now I have a reason. What's like other companies? And, and I've seen this. Is this? Your, do you have the same experience? You know, we promote telesales a lot. We do have the field sales option. Traditionally, as a company, Ron Powell, our founder, that's where he comes from. That is something that we are very much advocates of. But some people think that it's a bad idea to do telesales. Some companies think that it's there's a negative. Or So for you, I'm assuming, and, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you used to do all field sales, right? All fields. I didn't have an option. So in the past year, you changed. Had to. Had to. Was that hard? Was that difficult? Do you think there's a difference? What are your thoughts on that? At the beginning, I thought there was a difference because um, in my personal experience, um, my personality helps me a lot with what I do. Right. Um, when people see me, talk to me, um, it helps a lot. Just mm -hmm. the trust factor is already there. On the right. phone, you have to learn to send that message through the phone. Right. Um, Billy's great at it. Uh, we have a lot of great people at the team and the team that's helped me with that yeah. since I've been here and I've learned to do it. Do I prefer one over the other? Absolutely. But the best thing is that we always have that option. Right. Also, remember what I told you before. One thing we do here is <laughs> keep it simple. Absolutely. So our, our, our slice app lets you do everything yourself. You're right. in conversation, just like me and you are right now. It's yeah. a simple conversation. I don't have to call home office, mm -hmm. have somebody get on the line, do any type of script check or anything like, no, I, I'm right. The slice makes everything so simple. So we do the underwriting right there. We're having right. a simple conversation. I already have you in conversation mode. So it's seamless. Mm. So it's just the same as going to the door. The only right. difference is you got to learn how to use your voice a little more. And, and that's something that can be taught. Mm. Some people have the talent, but it can be taught. Yeah, and there's no there's no waiting. Like, hold on, oh, they're busy. There's too many people calling home office. Well, you're doing it yourself, right? <laughs> so there's no interruption, right? So it makes everything simple. So it's not that people are saying you have to stay away from telesales, or they don't like, it or they don't they don't know how to uh, uh, pretty much market it. It's just they don't have the right system, mm. uh, and that's what makes senior life so great. We have a system in place for everything. I almost feel like they started in, in, in telesales mm -hmm. because of the way it's so seamless. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody does, everybody's gone traditional face-to-face, -face, kneecap to kneecap. That's right. just insurance. Right. That's what it's known for. Um, but I think senior life was ready for the pandemic. They didn't skip a beat mm -mm. No, where a lot of people took a pause, figured it out, and now are doing it more. Of, right. This is just like, it's what we do. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're just waiting for the next step. Like yeah. I, I already see them doing something different, which I'm not going to put out there because right. I don't know if it's true, but then I might give other people ideas. We'll, we'll talk off camera about that one. <laughs> we, won't, we won't let the cat out of the bag. Uh, a, a gentleman you traveled with, somebody that you mentioned earlier, uh, they kind of uh, helped you uh, learn more about senior life. Kind of explain, because I, I don't know your guys' entire relationship. Explain your relationship with Oz. Oz was an acquaintance, which is not like a brother from another mother. Right. It's real simple. Um, I met Oz. Oz was working under the same firm I was, uh, but we never knew each other. Um, okay. I've heard of him. I, you would have to ask him if he heard of me mm -hmm. um, because he was doing big things there. And um, we met in such a strange way over a simple conversation. And then 
I didn't reach out to Oz again until two years later after our first conversation. Oh, wow. And what Oz did was he introduced me to Billy and Robert. Um, okay. Because I feel like it's going to be weird to say it, but it's like we're equals. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for him to, like, I guess if you want to use the word recruit me. Right. Because our defense is so close when it comes to recruiting okay. that I wasn't really listening. So he did what he was supposed to do. He leveraged. And he got me in front of people that could explain it to me in a different sense and a different light, especially during difficult times, mm. you know, and while I was standing still, the pandemic again. Had the pandemic already still. started when you, oh, wow. Okay. This happened right during the pandemic. Right. During, transition. Yeah. It was right. That, that's like I'm telling you, I'm coming to a year. Yeah. So it's um, the pandemic. I, I started around April. Okay. So that's when everything started to shift between yeah. what was going on in my family, then the world. And now I need to change. 2020 was a wild year for you. <laughs> 2020 taught me to listen. Okay. Um, I think it's one of the... I, actually, I used that in the other video because it was true. I, I don't use scripts. I, again, I don't use scripts. It comes from within. Mm -hmm. And it taught me to just listen. And I was very, very... I, was, I had so many barriers that, that it took me time to listen. And that's yeah. what 2020 did for me. A lot of learning lessons, which I don't regret. I'm... I'm actually one of the people that you talk about 2020, I'm happy about it okay. because I think that it taught us a lot as people. Yeah. It, it's bringing us back to being people. Mm. Most people just get up and go to work and create. Now you actually, you actually say hi to people, you mm. know, because you actually acknowledge people. Right. And it just brought everybody closer in a sense. So um, 2020 was a great year for me in that sense. But as far as the relationship with Oz, um, once I came aboard, he really did his due diligence in making sure I understood the things that were different. Okay. Um, um, he made the transition very smooth mm -hmm. and he did a lot of things he didn't have to do. So he earned my respect and in earning my respect, he, uh, I feel that it's a give and take. He's learned a lot from me as I've learned from him. Right. Um, we run our agencies together. There is no upline downline. Right. Um, to me, the way I always explain it to our, our, our agents is I'm the top of the iceberg because you always see me. <laughs> He's right. the bottom of the iceberg. You don't see him. Right. But together is what makes this solid. Yeah, because you guys, your personalities are completely different. And uh, you guys drove down here, you know, in the pandemic, it is uh, traveling can be difficult. And some people may have a fear of airports and just being around people and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And, you know, uh, Ron always talks about the old school way where everybody would just pack in a car and go. Uh, how does Oz handle <laughs> riding with you for 16 hours? I feel like you talk more than he does on the road trip. <laughs> uh, we actually, Oz, Oz is a laid back type of dude. People right. just don't know. You know, it's just that there's different sides to all of us. We, okay. We're okay. all onions. Right. We just got to peel back the layers. The layers Come on, right. that's Shrek. <laughs> but, you know, and there's a time and a place for everything. So in the car... To be honest with you, Oz and I relationship is like Pinky and the Brain, but none <laughs> okay. of us are none of us are that stupid. Sorry right. for the word. It's just when right. we talk to each other, it's like, okay, what are we gonna do today? Right. We're gonna think about how we're gonna take over the world, Absolutely. and, and Absolutely. we're always methodically thinking about what what are we gonna do for our agents? What mm. can we do to um, stay innovative? I mean, we gotta keep track and stay on the same track the senior life is. Mm. You know. Senior life is moving fast. It is. Between compensation, technology, leads, all the system we have in place, 
you can't be that agent that stays behind. You got to right. be ahead of the wave or riding the wave. So right. we're always thinking how we could be innovative, at, just as innovative as senior life is to us, but us to our agents. Right. And we have systems in play within our organization that make it seamless for them to come from not knowing insurance right. and getting on our system mm. or having a ton of knowledge and expertise in insurance and learning final expense. Yeah. Because it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. So we we've always we do a good job of developing things like that. And with our leadership team, um, Billy, we have Michael Pozo, we have Jr. Nemat, we have Therese, which is one of our leaders. I mean, we just always have we we can always come to the table and always have a conversation about that. And it's not talking about work. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Okay. Like, some people are like every time I get near you talking about work, it's not work for us. Right. It's like we could talk about, oh, look, it's beautiful outside. So what are we going to do today? <laughs> it's just right away like, right. what do we have in play? What, 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 what are we going to do in two weeks? We're always planning, planning what we're going to do next. How does the dynamic work, though? You're a New York City kid. You live in Jersey. Billy, uh, how do I want to say this, is, is a very... He's my southern man. <laughs> I, I, I love Billy to death. So I've, do I. I've known Billy since we were in high school together. Like, I went to school with Billy. Oh, like, wow. I'm sorry. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've known him a long time, but he is, uh, he's from South Georgia. He's a country man. How does that dynamic work? Big country loves me. <laughs> you can talk to big country. Big country loves me. We got a dynamic. I mean, you know what, man? Our team is like a stew. It, it really is. <laughs> it <laughs> really is. It's a big stew. You know, carrot, potatoes, peas, but we come yeah. together, we make a wonderful dish. It's yeah. just the way it is. Um, our personalities don't clash. Okay. And everybody stays in their lane and everybody respects one one another. And we always got something to bring to the table. Right. So Billy always does a good job of saying, he who does the work controls the mic. Like, that's mm -hmm. it. So he doesn't, you guys are doing the work. I, I can't mute you. Right. You know, you, you got, the microphone is yours. Do right. what you got to do. So at the end of the day, he does a good job of letting us be who we are. And right. believe me, I'm sure that we give him some headache. <laughs> Especially <laughs> me. <laughs> one thing Billy does an amazing job, one of the, the absolute best in the company, is really pouring in and caring about the agents that work with him. How important was that? So you're having a crazy year. 2020 is insane for you. You're about to go to a new company. Oz introduces you to Robert Shiver and to Billy. What does that mean to you to know somebody like Billy, 15 years with Senior Life, and he still cares about every individual in his organization? I swear Billy helped put one of the bricks in this building. I swear He may have, he, actually. He's probably one of the people that yeah. put a brick in the yeah. building. Um, when people say Senior Life all your life, right. You know, some of us might say it because the way we're feeling. Uh, it, it could be a feeling. Mm -hmm. No, that's Billy. Yeah. Billy, I'm, if he had any tattoos, I'll be surprised he doesn't have senior life somewhere on his back. I mean, <laughs> right. uh, we're lucky that he named his daughter Rosalie. Not <laughs> senior life. Because that man is truly senior life. And yeah. he really does care about the agents. Sometimes, I mean, by default. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, uh, there's not many managers that take such feeling. Or, or directors or whatever title, I think he's just one of us. Mm. And he accepts that role. And yeah. that's, that's one of the things that make 
this company is so great that you don't walk in here and feel like someone's superior to you. Mm. You're talking at eye level as long as you're taller than us. <laughs> you talk at eye level and you really, really, really um, feel like you're, that you're equal. Yeah. And that's something that Billy makes sure that he translates in the way he talks to people. He doesn't right. talk at you. Mm. He talks to you, which makes a big difference um, in, in this career to have that. And I mean... Where else are you going to have direct phone numbers to people such as Ron Powell, mm. Robert Shiver, Billy Pilcher? Pick up the phone, call, and get a call back. Right. It's, it's right. A, 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 if, I mean, if they are busy, they'll call you back. Yeah. You send a text, and they text you back. That's not as common as people think. Right. They might think it's common, but I've never had to wait days, hours to hear back from any of the names. Again, Ron Powell. Mm-hmm. Robert Shiver, mm-hmm. Billy Pilcher. I can call them anytime and they'll call me right back. Absolutely. If they're busy. So tell me about for yourself, what are some of your future goals? What are we gonna what can we expect oh, in man. this year? This year, I have very big expectations. Um, last year was all mental and training and thinking and, and evolving in my in my mind. This year is all about taking action. Okay. Um, I learned, you know, again, what we have here is crazy because even the growth uh, that we have, not only the growth potential, but what we do to grow, the systems, the the departments that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, I went from having a low number of quote unquote agents, if you want to say in the agency, Mm -hmm. to a much larger number of people all believing, all going on water cord. So I expect big things as far as team growth. Um, I'm expecting, I, I said this to the team, six, six figure earners. I don't know why I picked six. I just feel it rolls off the tongue. Nice. Yeah, sounds I good. want six, <laughs> six figure earners. Okay. And that's what I want to do. I, I, that's my main goal. Um, we, we're going to have, we're going to have a leadership factory. It's like popcorn. They're going to mm. be coming in. Pop, 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 pop. We're just going to be <laughs> popping out right. leaders and people are just riding this momentum of, of, of excitement mm-hmm. and people are here because they want to be here. Right. And when they come to um, DLG, that's the way that I want them to feel. If okay. you don't, if you're just doing it for a job, that might not be enough. Right. You know, like I said, I've said it many times. Not every shoe is for everybody. Right. So I want them to fit in, and we're not just recruiting for quantity. Right. I don't think anybody in senior life is just taking numbers. Hey, everybody, come on. Right. It's all about quality Absolutely. because that makes a major difference. That keeps our culture alive. That keeps the goals. That keeps everybody running. And that keeps people really enthusiastic. Mm. And I expect nothing but big things. Not even for me. It's really for the organization and then from senior life because they do such a good job at making sure that we always have something to look forward to. There it is. There it is. Before we get out of here, whenever we finish up a podcast, I always uh, want to give our guests an opportunity to say anything. Maybe we missed something. We didn't catch something. Something you want to add before we get out of here today? Well, I want to thank you. Oh, appreciate I want to seriously thank you, man. <laughs> thank, you. thank you for having me here. Yeah. I, I really mean that. Yeah. Like, again, people say things to say. I really mean it. everything mm-hmm. that comes out of my mouth. I really mean it. Yeah, I believe that. I really want to thank you. I want to thank the marketing team we have here. I mean, Paige, Bruno, and so many others that just do so much for us. Um, I want to really, really thank our, our team, um, the Pilcher Agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really has given me a role in the team. And I mean, what have I really proven? I'm new. So, right. I mean, he's really taken me um, 
granted, I've worked, I've done my, my share. It's not like I sit at home and do nothing, but right. still, in a lot of places, you got to earn your keep. And he just took me in. I want to thank Robert Shiver. Um, he's, he's such a great mentor. Mm -hmm. He actually takes the time to mentor me. I want to thank, I want to thank DLG. Right. The team is on my heart. It's not about Leo. It really is not. It's about my team. We do everything together. Right. Therese, uh, one of our leaders, um, Oswin, he does an incredible job, and we work together. I want to thank, um, we have a bunch of new people, which I'm going to remain nameless at this point in time, but our whole team as a whole, man, they, they really, they, 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 I, this is why I do what I do. It's no longer about me because I really feel that any agents that we use the word seasoned mm -hmm. can actually go write their paycheck, right? Um, especially with the conversation we have. It's all about what we can do for them at this point. Mm -hmm. And I really, really, really want to thank my team for that because they trust me. Right. And um, they trust me without me having to earn it. Mm. You know, um, a lot of times people make you earn their trust. Yeah. And when, when they come on, on board, I tell them, if you want to shrink the time, right. I prefer you trust me from the beginning and see if I lose your trust. Because mm. that way we move a lot faster. Absolutely. So that word is very big to us. And I, I really want to thank them for trusting me and letting let, let just letting me be who I am. Right. And that, that's pretty much it, man. There it I'm is. I'm just grateful and thankful. <laughs> definitely. I definitely appreciate you taking the time today. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, you fresh off the road. Traveling that kind of distance and take this time for Always us. fresh. Always fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the hotel before you got here. So yep. we do appreciate that. But we just, uh, I just want to thank you. You know, uh, uh, you, you brought me a lot of inspiration since you've come on board for me personally, oh, um, especially nice. whenever you and I have talked in the past, maybe four or six weeks, something like that, mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to hear the things that you've been going through and you still uh, remain incredibly optimistic and positive about so many things. Uh, it's always... Uh, Amazing to see somebody that you think what's happening is knocking them down, but they take it with such a stride. So I can't help but salute and respect you for that. Oh, thank you. Salute, salute. <laughs> Definitely. And you know you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to shut, stop this without me saying, "I see you guys at the top," because <laughs> the bottom is too crowded. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna end at that. <laughs> That's it, ladies and gentlemen, my friend Leo.